Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Gary Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. This is Kelly Fox and tonight we are wrapping up Step 2, Willingness, and tonight we're talking about process and integration. And so what is our willingness when it comes to our process? Are we willing to accept our process or do we fight against it? So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, as well as integration, as always, on the last Monday of the month. And let me bring on my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing fine. I'm all wrapped up in my blanket with my fireplace on and just trying to stay warm. (laughs) Sounds good. Yes, us California girls cannot handle the cold. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's like... It's getting down in the 40s, and we're freaking out <laughs> mm-hmm. at, at that night, not during the day. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was cold today. <laughs> but let me also welcome our favorite guest coach, Trish March. How are you doing tonight, Trish? Well, I am freezing in Pennsylvania, I have to say, and we're in the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a fireplace going right now myself. So yeah, thank you for having. We love having you on, especially we love your willingness to stay up late and be on here with us. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> so Trish, we're talking willingness all month. What does willingness mean to you? Um. Well, willingness is the is allowing yourself or enabling yourself to make changes from my perspective. Um, I have a perfect example of this. As a matter of fact, I have had a little bit of a rough year with my family this year, so I actually started therapy. And um, from, a, from a personal perspective, my, my therapist is like, oh, you know, I have a psychology degree and I'm a life coach. And uh, she's like, well, you know a lot of stuff. She's like, but how willing are you to actually do it? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, thank you for calling me on my stuff. But I was like, I mean, that is the hardest part, right? That's where really make the decision as to, you know, what you're going to, what you're going to do. And if you're willing Mm -hmm. something, it's easy to implement, but often we are resistant um, or, you know, maybe we act like we're willing, but somewhere deep inside we're, like, afraid or you know, some other thing is holding us back from implementing or making a change, and that affects our willingness. So, you know, I think it willingness can get you at any stage <laughs> um, in this 12 steps to freedom, really, you know, at any stage where you might have something that holds you back or have something, have something that... Um, it's a little hitch in your giddy up and you can't get yourself, you know, your willingness to start to speak a little bit. Yeah. But it's I hear you. Yeah. It's really change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been talking about that this month, about the difference between wanting 
and willing. Because you can want something all day long, but if you're not willing to do what it takes to get it, then you're just going to keep wanting. Yep. And so often we want something and we let the confusion of overwhelm or the confusion of confusion, I don't know how to do it, you know, keep us from moving forward. So there's a lot of different factors that can really affect our willingness. Yeah, I love that. So when it comes to process, our willingness to um, accept or um, embrace our process, how do you how do you approach that? Mm. Um, I think more often than not, I'm, you know, sometimes I have to talk myself into it, um, and then other times I just decide that I'm going to take this action and take this step. Um, I think a really important thing that you can do to support yourself in your willingness is to have an accountability buddy, you know, somebody that you can talk to about these things and that can help you gauge your willingness and help encourage you to, to take action, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, resistance is a, is a, is a big thing within your process, you know, if you're not willing, it's easy to fall into that resistance um, pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, and I think that sometimes we try to force ourselves into roles that are not ours, um, into situations that are not ours, into, you know, you know, we're trying to fit that round peg in the square hole or whatnot. Um, we're trying to force it. And yet if we if we were willing to maybe see a different picture or look through a different lens, we might see that, that, that we're fighting against what we really want or that we're um, going in a direction that's not really the direction we want to go. But we're so focused on you know, accomplishing or, um, you know, moving forward and staying the course or whatever it might be that we don't see that there's other options. I agree. And that whole comparison factor, you know, especially, you know, when you're on Facebook or a lot of the social media and you're comparing yourself, it's easy to fall into Mm -hmm. the trap of, of, you know, I'm going to do that too, or that's that's what I should be doing, right? You should all over yourself because you're comparing mm-hmm. yourself. You're going, you're going off in a direction that maybe you weren't intended to be going. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and that can really, it's like a double-edged sword because it can really, um, you know, demoralize you a little bit because you're, especially if you don't have success in going that direction, it can be very frustrating and uh, it can really... You know, and then you have to circle back and really figure out what you need. So I think a level of authenticity and really saying to yourself, <laughs> is this, am I, do I enjoy this? Like, is this something that I'm going to enjoy doing? Is this a direction that is right for me? You know, really mm-hmm. doing some heartfelt questions as to, to who you are and, and what's important. You know, looking at your values yeah. could really get you back on track with some of that. Yeah, absolutely. 
Terry, where are you in all of this? Yeah, I just, I really like that, uh, what you brought up about resistance and also being willing to discern and questions. Is this what I really want? Do I know how to do this? Uh, do I do I want to do it? Am I willing to ask for help? Am I willing to, you know, just like you're, you've gone through these issues with your family over the last couple of years and just to be willing to ask for help, go to a therapist and, and work things out, have an accountability partner. I think I know my processing has, you know, evolved from being a perfectionist where my process was, you know, beating myself up if I didn't reach my expectations, which, you know, fortunately through Fearless Living, I learned the opposite of expectations was intentions and beating myself up um, is, you know, a a self-defeating behavior. And by acknowledging the small steps that I was taking, I was able to get out of that. But as a perfect, as a recovering perfectionist, I, I look at my path and I want to check everything off and I want it to work a certain way. And that's not, that's the, not the way to live. It's living in the present, not attached to a specific outcome, but doing what you can, when you can, the best you can each day and making those decisions at every decision point, which is every action or non-action that you take and really reflecting on, uh, like Kelly was saying, how can I look at this in a different way? Can I, uh, go about this, you know, down down this this path, um, staying true to your to your values. So that I call it my covenant path, which is my spiritual path. I I'm going to stay true to that path, and and utilize that alignment to uh, evaluate my decisions that I'm making on my career path or my relationship path. And just really stay true to the, you know, to the values that I have, to my faith, to my spiritual journey, and and use that as a way, kind of a litmus test for the other decisions that I'm making. And uh, I, 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 I guess I'll just say sometimes I'm very stubborn. You know, I get on a path and I'm going to see this path all the way through, no matter what. You know, I'm not going to stop and look through a different lens and see if I could do this different. No, I'm going to stay on this path and check off every check mark. And yet that's not, that's really self-defeating behavior. You know, and proactive behavior is pausing, you know, taking a good look, asking myself those questions. Is this in alignment with my values? Does this feel right? You know, listen to my gut and, and really look at my um, willingness through my process and each of us has a different process for making decisions and each of us has lived a different path and perfection perfectionism is an addiction and I'm every day dealing with that and um, and recognizing that as a part of my process and not beating myself up for that but yet you know really looking at uh is this in alignment with with my values, and is this in alignment with my my uh, my covenant path that I've that I've committed to, and that's my what I want to align with. So, yeah, great thoughts. I I really appreciated both of of your comments about being in alignment, and also asking ourselves those questions: Is this what I really need? Is this what I really want? Is this uh, what I'm committed to? Does this uh, fit? And uh, being willing to make those changes uh, as you make those daily 
moment by moment choices, you know, and living in the moment rather than thinking about what's what's ten years from now or even yes even tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I was thinking while I was listening to you guys talk. Yeah. I think also recognizing that our process, like you said, the comparing game, our process is different than others. We're gonna move along our path at different rates and at different um times and um, we're, our path isn't supposed to look like anyone else's, and I think that we can get we can get stuck in that, thinking that we should be farther along, or we should be doing this, or we should be doing that. Yet, what we're doing right now is what we need to be doing right now. Trusting, being willing to trust that where we are right now is where we need to be and that there is something that we, you know, have the opportunity to to do if we're willing in this very moment. Living in this very moment, there is something that we can do to far, far oh, now I can't think of the word, further our journey or support someone else's. And I think that's why it's really important that we stay present and that we live in this moment, not in what's going to happen a year from now or five years from now. I think that when we're willing to stay in the moment and say, okay, what what am I willing to do right now? And really keeping ourselves open and willing to take that next baby step or that next, you know, step out. That's really, you know, our process. Sometimes one thing I was going to say and then I forgot, but it came back, um, is that some people process information um, slower than others. It takes them, you know, we have clients that come to our workshop. And it's, you know, the third time they've come to the workshop before they really start to grasp the tool and how they can use the tool in their lives. And then there's some some clients who come to one workshop and they're like, yeah, I get it. Both are great. Both are great. It doesn't matter if if your process is, um, quote, unquote, slower than someone else's, we all get what we need to get when we need to get it. And it's a willingness to trust that and sit with that and, you know, be willing to allow what is going to unfold unfold when it will. (laughs) (laughs) We're processing what you said. (laughs) I think there's something really... um, reinforcing about just keep saying, you know, that being present is very important in this process because there's, you know, so many factors that can kind of push you out of alignment, you know, whether it's that comparison or whether it's, you know, frustration or expectations or, you know, just, you know, anything that could affect your willingness. So being present is, is really, you know, as you said, Kelly, just really important in the whole process. And, um, 
you know, if you can ask yourself those questions in that present moment, like you're in a situation, you're looking on Facebook, you're starting to, you know, compare or maybe judge yourself. And if you can ask yourself questions right at that moment, you know, the faster you can kind of get that, get those answers from yourself and determine whether this is, you know, something you need to act on or whether you need to stay the course of, of decisions or business plans that you've already made can kind of get yourself out of that situation and get back, get back into your standard process, right? That, that comparison, Mm -hmm. that distraction is, you know, derailers. So it's almost, you know, that you can get back on track faster if you can be present and not let yourself get all caught up in the future and uh, really ask you those, ask yourself those questions, you know, right away. Especially if you know, like, there's things that trigger you or there's things that, you know, like Terry was talking about perfectionism. If she knows that, you know, there's certain things that will trigger her and cause her perfectionism to start to rear its ugly head, you know, if there's questions that she could have handy or there's things that she could have readily available or maybe she has a partner or maybe she reaches out to you to bounce things off of or to talk about, talk things through so that she can get her back on track, um, you know, the, the quicker she'll be able to get back in alignment. Right, like there's yeah. certain things that trigger for sure. <laughs> and I, you know, I was just yeah. thinking, like, if I could really have myself ready so that, you know, when I'm in those situations or I'm feeling that stress or that um, overwhelm or that, you know, sometimes I feel lost in my own life, right? Like I, if I could already have things ready because I know <laughs> that it's, you know, going to start the spiral, the fear spiral for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So, it would, I was just going to say, kind of reminds me of you know, you, your triggers are on your wheel of fear, right? And so, yep. when you when you can be aware of that, which uh, you know, I'm pretty keenly aware when I get stuck in that comparison or that perfectionism, which comparison brings on the perfectionism, um, I can jump onto my wheel of freedom, which is where I have already identified proactive behaviors that I can engage in that can take me out of that realm of fear into the, into where I'm in alignment with my values, which would be my freedom, right? My, my inner peace, my uh, inner joy. And uh, that's, you know, that's the process that, that we, that we, you know, share with our clients. And that's a process that sometimes some, I don't practice sometimes, you know, and so practicing (laughs) the, the strategies and the tools that we have, uh, can assist us then in the process of of that that almost automatic alignment, and our 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 brain saying, "Oh, yeah, that's just a trigger." Let's you know get in having compassion for yourself, and and what are those things that you that you can practice right now in this moment that will help you to uh, negate that trigger? You know, so it's a uh, Facebook. Facebook is a real dangerous place to be sometimes, or even some of the networking groups that we're in where people act like they're so prosperous and successful and yet when you really get in touch with them and you really get to the heart of having conversations they're struggling just like you are yeah and um and that's always a validation to me that don't you know don't compare yourself and and don't inflate your 
you know, your uh, what you're doing. Be honest. Be honest with yourself. That's those three tenets in fearless living that I I love so much is compassion for yourself and then being honest with yourself because you're going to be much more influential and effective if you're honest with yourself and then honest with others and then take action. You know, be willing to to take action, to make a decision, to do to take an action and do something and practice what it is that you want uh, to have in your life. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty grateful yeah. for the will, of, the, the will of fear and the will of freedom. I think that's pivotal, you know, and uh, some of the power behind the whole Fearless Living, uh, you know, program is is recognizing your triggers and then what what you can do proactively to get to your what you're aligned with, your essential nature, you know. Yeah, we definitely encourage our clients to have those five proactive behaviors that they can always do wherever they are in whatever situation they're in. It's really good to have those five proactive behaviors. We kind of say, you know, in your back pocket that you can pull out anytime. And they can be super simple things like pause and breathe, (laughs) right? Um, But to have those things that you can do to support yourself in slowing down that will of fear so that you can start getting it to go the other way, right? So (laughs) how can can you best support yourself? And maybe that, maybe one of your proactive behaviors is calling a friend, like saying, hey, Trish, I'm spinning on my will of fear, uh, you know, support me here. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm right here for you, right? So you have those people in your life that you can that you can count on for, for things like that. And Trish has been there for me plenty of times, um, you know, that you can count on to kind of remind you of who you are and remind you of – your why or remind you of, you know, what you've accomplished um, thus far or whatever it might be that you need in that moment. Um, you know, I, I in the past and still occasionally do um, fall into that comparison as well. You know, um, I became a certified coach in t- 2008 and there's other coaches in the community who um, graduated at the same time I did, and yet their path has looked very different than mine. And I used to get down on myself and say, oh, I could, I could be doing so much more in the community. I could have so many more clients. I could la, la, la. Well, what did I do instead? I had six kids. Would I give up my six kids to be further along in my coaching practice? No, I wouldn't. So, yes, my path looked different than theirs, and it's going to continue to look different than theirs because we live different lives. And so, they, you know, who knows? They might be thinking, oh, I wish I had more kids. They're not. But, <laughs> um, but, uh, but it's, it's it's that, you know, when we give ourselves that moment to pause and say, would I really want my path to look just like theirs? No, I wouldn't. I love my family. I love the path that I've been on. You know, 
Um, and it's brought me to where I am right now. And so giving yourself that moment to pause and to breathe and say, would I really want that? Would I, would I sacrifice what I've had to have that? No. Okay. Get, you know, put your spot, you know, it's kind of like that reality check of connecting with yourself and saying, okay, come on, Cal, is this really what's going on? Is this really what you want? You know, and then moving forward from, from there, from that, no, I love my family. I love the time we've had together. I love being able to be a stay-at-home mom and, and, um, you know, and, and live the life that we've lived. And now that they're older, I get to invest more time in coaching, right? So everything has a time and a place, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I completely agree with that. I think that was a great point. Kelly, thanks for bringing that up because I, I do think, you know, everybody has a different journey, and it is really um, challenging uh, you know, and you could be going in one trajectory and have something, you know, happen, and then you have to restart. So it's, you know, there's everybody's got a different, different process, different program, and different life or timeline for how they're going to handle things. And you know, I think mm-hmm. being being willing to just be present in your and where you are in your process and wherever you are in your timeline, I think is a really huge gift that you can give yourself. Absolutely. Who, who is a little bit of a comparer. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think it's, it's human nature. I think it's really human nature to compare ourselves to, um, because I think it's human nature to judge. And how can you judge if you, um, you know, you have to have two things to compare to be able to judge, right? So, and, and I, I judge myself really badly. I would never treat anyone like I do myself <laughs> sometimes. I think that's really true I'm for I'm getting better. Us. Huh? Yes. I said, I think that's really true for most of us. We treat ourselves yeah. worse. Especially, you know, I would have to say, like, I see that a lot in parents. But, I mean, I, I'm the same way, and maybe it's just because I'm doing caretaking right now, but I I definitely am <laughs> um, treating myself a lot less than, a lot worse than I have been treating the other people in my family. And a lot of it's because I have to right now, but still, you know, you the reality to. is. You choose Yes, that is true. You, I chose to. And uh, the reality is, is that you can't maintain that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's something I'm really, I'm willing to change. (laughs) And it can be a baby shift, a baby step shift. And I think also it's like we, we see, right. Our first, our first step is awareness. We see this, we're willing. And yet we have these high expectations of ourselves to change everything at once. And that's, that's not how change happens. Mm-mm. Right, it. Yep. The situation might change all at once, but for us, it takes a process of yep. you know baby stepping our way um, across to this new reality. And um, 
And I think that sometimes we um, we don't allow that process to take its time. Mm-hmm. So I thank you so much for being here with us tonight, Trish. I love our conversations. They always are so um, wonderful and get me thinking even more. You. I enjoy them as well. Oh, good. Um, that, well, hopefully, because you keep coming back. So I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to remind you all that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. If you would like to know more about Fearless Living, go check it out at fearlessliving.org. You can find Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org or on all of our social media platforms as Fearless Generations. Please come check out the website, see what we're up to. We have workshops going on all the time. And, of course, go check out our group program, Stepping Towards Freedom, where we teach these 12 steps that we do on the program or here on the podcast in the program in depth. We take it way deeper. So if you would like to be a part of that process, then please go check that out and let's set up a time to chat. But I thank you ladies so much for being with me every Monday night. Well, Trish, you're not here every Monday night, but you're here a good a good portion of them. Um, and I thank you for being here with me. Remember to come back next week, everybody, and tell them, be fearless. Be fearless. Good night. Bye, Trish. Good night. Bye.